Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of the Scare View. Cass here and uh, you know basically hoping uh, that if you're listening at uh, essentially wherever you may be that it's a happy safe and well place because this day and age you definitely need it. But um, the one thing I thought you know you know life's been kind of crazy so maybe let's have a little fun talk about just the genre of horror itself instead of focusing in on one film and a lot of people think that you know horror that basically is the description that's final that really just you know boom you've labeled it that's it but really it could break down so much more um basically horror is just sort of the main terminology here and it breaks down into multiple layers and who thought horror could be so complex i mean uh, a history of horror itself is very, you know, elaborate and so forth, you know, starting with one of the earliest genres, starting as one of the earliest genres, one of the first films, and I hope I pronounce this right, uh, Georges Melisse, uh, his short film, uh, The House of the Devil from 1896 in France, although Japan would not be far for far behind releasing two films in a short time span thereafter. It's, and, you know, we could definitely dive into all of that, but this is just sort of light and eerie. We're just going to scratch the surface. And um, I just got to point out two films. Remember, guys, this is like just about 1900s. Making a movie is a lot of fucking hard work, so this would have been crazy for Japan to make two films in that sort of short span. But either way, again, that's a whole other topic. Now, as you follow horror, you know, starting all the way back to the beginning from its international roots to the modern day that we find splish splashed on every country, on every continent, you find horror essentially in every aspect of film, from the big budget to the small indie to the do-it-yourself filmmakers. There is horror, you know, on each level of that, or at least a little bit of it. And now what makes it great? I mean, that essentially is how you're going to tackle the like subcategory that you decide to basically break your film or put your film into. And that's essentially what we're going to take a look at today. So let's look at horror and think of it as just sort of your basic bar graph kind of look, well, it wouldn't be a bar graph, but essentially, you know, just sort of a spider web breaking off of horror. And essentially, we're going to first start off with the five and a half subgenres. <clears throat> so what are these? Gore and disturbing, psychological, killer, monster zombie films, kind of a tag team duo, and of course, paranormal. Now, these categories, they break down even further into their own sort of subcategories. So starting off with gore and disturbing film, uh, essentially this category is home to our torture films. This is grotesque or loved ones. You know, they're great examples. Splatter films of sorts. Of sorts. We have Ishii, the killer. I've still got to check that one out, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. We have the cannibal theme, which is possibly one of my all-time favorites. I'm sure you guys already know this, you know, from some great examples, which include Cannibal Holocaust or Green Inferno. Definitely not for the, you know, easy, light-stomached sort of individuals. And then finally, we have the extreme. And this, you know, it's even a subgenre that I don't find myself venturing into very often. Uh, a perfect example is a Serbian film. Uh, just, they tend to go above and beyond. It's like kind of borderline snuff. And it's just, if you enjoy that uncomfortable feeling in your chair, it certainly knows how to do that. But at the same time, doing extreme, you got to have a really good sort of, you know, 
storyline going on. I don't just want unnecessary gore. <clears throat> now, moving into our next category, we have psychological. Now, these films are designed to keep you up at night, you know, starting with the phobia and isolation. And one of the best horror films of the 20th century is a perfect example of this, The Shining. You can't get any more isolated than the, uh, you know, the overlook itself. And now moving on, we have fanaticism. This theme truly frightens me. There is definitely some really good examples of this, uh, including uh, Frailty, Martyrs, and a newer example, of course, being Midsummer. And finally, one amazing theme uh, that I find, you know, it certainly builds into this, uh, Madness and Paranoia. It's just... The only way to really explain this is by using examples. We have the Babadook and Hereditary. Just that wonderful use of tension building aids to just make you, the viewer, so uncomfortable. You actually feel sick in your chair. And it's just for music and editing and so forth. It, I just, I can't say enough about it. It's such a cool theme. But all of this, it just, all of these themes, I should say, they basically build up the main point of psychological is that gut-wrenching anxiety that just keeps building till the very, very end. Hopefully you have relief, and not a lot of them do. Sometimes you just have that unhappy ending, which is truly unsatisfying. Definitely is. Now, moving on, we have the killer theme. And you're probably thinking, Cass, yeah, it's called slasher. I already know it. Well, you're right. The first subcategory, you know, it is our slasher category holding such classics like Halloween and Scream. But this category, you know, it further breaks down. So our first one, Crime and Giallo. Uh, personally, one of my favorites. <laughs> I absolutely love Giallo films. Uh, Italy, they just, they knew how to do it. Deep Red, The New York Ripper. These are fabulous movies and definitely some of my go-tos on a rainy day. <clears throat> Moving on, we have Backwoods and Redneck. And no, we're not talking about Joe Exotic. These are more films like Wrong Turn or Wolf Creek. And funny how they are two very, very different films. And how they can fit into the same theme and spectrum. It just sort of, I find that quite interesting because they are vastly different. But that's just how horror works and I'm I'm not going to change anything. <laughs> now, finally, we have one one of the most terrifying themes of the killer genre, at least in my opinion, which is home invasion. Some, you know, great examples include The Strangers, Funny Game, and Netflix recent recent new one, Hush, which definitely creeped me out. Now, we have a more complex category, and I'm going to try to make this as easy as I possibly can. We have the monsters zombie subcategory, and essentially, we're going to try to make it simple. We start off with the monsters. You have your basic categories here. We got our neo monsters, Jeepers Creepers, The Descent. We've animals and nature. You know these are the Jaws movies, Cujo. We have small creature horror films like Gremlins or Critters. We also have giant monsters <laughs> like Cloverfield and The Mist. We also have our classics. You know these are our basic Universal monsters like Frankenstein and Dracula. And I have to admit this is kind of funny because. They have their own subcategories from vampires and werewolves, which you would include under these categories of ginger snaps and 30 days and 30 nights. You know, it's just being examples of, you know, both. Hopefully this makes sense, but it's just kind of interesting how the, the monster subcategory can have just all of these little breakdowns from there. Now, this is where we get kind of into a weird 
weird little note, which I thought was sort of funny. We have aliens. You know, yeah, they are a monster. But essentially, the horror genre experts, whoever that is, that came up with this sort of breakdown, has aliens, but then also has this sort of floating subcategory that they call sci-fi horror. And this is where I will admit I kind of got a little confused because alien or aliens is put under the basic old sci-fi horror category where to me the xenomorph is a monster but john carpenter's the thing which to me would be more sci-fi horror is put under alien horror so how that works i don't know to me i guess they both have themes all in themselves but it's just interesting how they would break that down but i guess perhaps this is where there's going to be a lot of crossover and maybe even some gray area there is always time and place for good monster movie. And personally, I'm always up for one. But when it comes to the all-time best monster, it's going to go to the zombie. And that's why I feel it's right that they kind of have their own noting beside monster. Um, because they are all in themselves, their own theme. And essentially, you see the zombie classified in a lot of different ways, which I find interesting. I mean, for instance, I've heard the debate of fast versus slow, uh, but uh, essentially the horror genre sees them into two categories. We have the undead, which is Dawn of the Dead, and you have your virus zombies for, you know, 28 days later. And very different creatures altogether, which I think kind of help furthers and, you know, explains the fast versus slow debate and so forth. You know, essentially shows that we just just like anything, there's updates, there's, you know, keeping things relevant. And that's basically what the virus zombie was, just kind of keeping up with the undead zombie category. Now, moving on, we have the paranormal theme. And to me, this kind of feels like a chapter of the Ghostbusters manual, uh, starting with Ghosts and Spirits, an example of which would be A Tale of Two Sisters. Of course, you have your haunted house films, quintessential classic a haunting of hill house uh possession again some classic films here we're talking evil dead exorcist now closely tied but completely separate we have our demons and devil hell films a perfect example of this would be the drag me to hell uh film from a few years back and then finally the witches and occult some great examples of which include the conjuring and of course the witch and uh finally out of all of this there's sort of this little theme or genre films that they can't really categorize but at the same time it is paranormal where they came up with this title of supernatural and essentially uh, a great example you know to fit this sort of obscure theme would be it follows now that's essentially the basics of horror your five and a half categories but who are we listeners of this care review and we are way past horror basics. So moving on, let's take a quick look at the 12 subcategories, which really are not tied to any of these other ones that I've mentioned. They're kind of all on their own. I mean, they're strong enough to just stand on their own and be their own category or theme. So as I mentioned uh, before, we have our sci-fi horror, Aliens, Apollo 18. We have our comedy horror, which I absolutely adore this theme. It's Definitely good fun. Great examples, Zombieland, and one of my personal favorites, but lesser known hit, uh, Dale and Tucker versus Evil. 
Now we have the horror romance, and I have yet to really explore this category, but I do have to admit I have heard phenomenal stuff about the book and the film Let the Right One In, and if that can, you know, be as good as everyone tells me it is, then I can't see why there'd be any issue with this category. And now moving on, we have the creepy kid. And there has always been something about children. They are just fucking terrifying. And, you know, some great examples of freaky kids. We got Children of the Corn, The Omen, and of course, The Orphan. There is just something about kids. I don't know what it is. Sometimes they're cute, but my God, even the cute ones can be mighty fucking creepy. Now, we have gothic horror. And to me, this honestly just sounds like Tim Burton's wet dream. And funny enough, what's the perfect example? Sleepy Hollow. It's just this dark romanticism mixed with blood and gore. And you really... There isn't much like it. Now, we have body horror. Um, cover this previously, looking into the classic society. Um, and essentially, this is films where the body is used to completely disgust, disgust and just maim us as the viewer. Um, and it's just a great example of which is anything David Cronenberg's done. The Fly, you know, he's just a master of this. Now, with the future and an ever-changing world that we adapt to. Of course, there comes a new theme for our horror genre uh, being technology. You know, it's definitely a newer subcategory uh, and it just came on with the birth of the computer age. And well, really, it's been around forever. Just where something we're creating as man could go wrong. Um, and it only makes sense, you know, that the horror genre would kind of follow into this and uh, some great examples though of this newer updated version in technology that I absolutely love would be Unfriended. Just exploring the whole social media paranormal twist is just ugh, creepy as all heck. Now we have the anthology horrors and these are definitely not for your typical viewer. It's me these are meant for someone who can't really keep their attention for 90 minutes. You know how about just the perfect little five to ten minute segments um some of which I enjoy would be ABCs of Death. I just thought it was a great way to explore some up and coming, you know, names and uh, definitely some really creative indie do-it-yourself horror, uh, you know, designers, directors, writers, all of that. Now we have our meta theme, and this is definitely a unique category, and it's home to one of my all-time favorite films ever, uh, which is Cabin in the Woods. It's just nothing like it. Now we have found footage that's completely separate, um, but uh, essentially it's very unique all in itself. Cannibal Holocaust, the first to do so, but Blair Witch would definitely kind of bring it back to everyone, you know, make it popular again. And it's a really cheap way to make a horror film. And uh, essentially, if you do it right, like Paranormal Activity, it can be very successful and very powerful. Now, moving on, we have revenge, and uh, this is a really unique theme. Some examples include The Crow, I Spit on Your Grave, and essentially we're following an attack, murder, some sort of terrible event that whatever forces may be bring our victim back from the dead to exact their revenge. The Crow, they kind of do this all within good fun. It's, you know, it's based off a, a comic book. We covered this, but... I Spit on Your Grave, it is way more cut-wrenching and awful, but really, really 
really well done if you're into that theme. And moving on, finally, we have French Extremity. And this was not a category I was really familiar with. Kind of had to do a little more to check it out. And I'm certainly going to have to check out more films because I basically found out that this is a very unique subcategory one a great example of which you know to explain what is French extremity well the film raw I don't know if anyone's seen it but it is intense it is grueling truly had me hooked and at the same point completely gagging I've never felt like that and um, I always thought Canadian horror tended to you know be the true boundary pushers but uh, it looks like the French you know they're certainly contending and it only makes sense they are the original film creators and like that as Porky Pig and Looney Tunes would say that's all folks now I'm sure I've missed several great examples I mean I really could have broken this down a little bit more but this was just supposed to be a fun kind of quick quick glazing over of what is the horror breakdown and uh i mean realistically a girl only has so much time but um you know i hope this podcast kind of helps to explain and categorize the horror genre a little bit better and uh, just kind of explain a little bit more as we know it so perhaps uh, you can use this inner this new information to entertain friends and family or perhaps it's just enough information to completely annoy them so use with caution so guys thank you so much for listening each and every single one of you make it totally worth it if you you know like what you heard leave a review on itunes or whatever streaming app you are currently using certainly helps uh, push things along for me and i greatly appreciate it and if you uh, you know want to see what antics i'm getting into follow me on instagram or Twitter, or hell, just pop by to say hi. And you guys know the rule. As always, keep calm, stay creepy.